You're listening to To Trope or Not to Trope, we're your hosts, Kelly, Kristen, and Ray. And this week, we're discussing the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, a stock character who is quirky, impulsive, and plays by her own set of rules, whose main and sometimes only function in the plot is to help a sad, lonely man figure out his life. She is not like other girls, is outgoing, and usually has an abundance of charming quirks. So the Manic Pixie Dream Girl has been around for a very long while, with some people claiming that she even exists in Dante's Inferno, but she definitely found her heyday in the 2000s. The term Manic Pixie Dream Girl was actually coined in the mid-2000s in a review of Elizabethtown by a film critic named Nathan Rabin, I think that's how you say his name, uh, as a character who, quote, exists solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach broodingly soulful young men to embrace life and its infinite mysteries and adventures. <laughs> the same critic later wrote an essay apologizing for coining this term, as it has since spiraled way out of control, with people on the internet calling perfectly well-rounded female characters Manny Pixie Dream Girls solely because they're quirky and do, in fact, cheer up a mopey sad dude. Sometimes it's not even that complex, sometimes all it takes is a ukulele. I think at this point, everyone knows that the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is a pretty widely hated trope, most often because it's seen as sexist and toxic, reducing women to plot devices that exist solely for the sake of a man and trickling ideas into real life that women should always be quirky and optimistic and should be the side character in a man's story. This is an exaggeration, obviously, but those are the main criticisms. So what do you guys think? Is this trope sexist, toxic, harmful, all of the above, none of the above? I think it's really easy for this trope to be sexist. And I think the pervasiveness, this trope showed up so much to the point that it seemed generally sexist. So... I think it's okay to have simple, flat characters that only exist in a story to support another character, though I think it's easy to fall into a trap of lazy writing there. But if, say, all women characters are like that in media, then that becomes sexist because it suggests that all women are generally flat, simple people. So the media doesn't reflect reality as well as it should. But I don't think it's the fault of any one story. It's only that other stories aren't being represented. And that's the main problem I see with this trope. Interesting. Mm. Kelly, what do you think? I think that even though I understand what you're saying, Ray, I'm going to have to disagree in the sense that I think that there are some characters, obviously, that are going to be side characters because, you know, there are main characters and then there are side characters. But I still think that there shouldn't be a character, a side character that is being used as a plot device. I think that's just lazy. And I feel like Manic Pixie Dream Girl, a lot of the times and most of the times I would say, and traditionally, Additionally, what it was meaning was basically a, a young woman whose only purpose was to 
fulfill the dreams of like a sad boy. Mm-hmm. And I think that whenever you have something like that, um, it unfortunately there are stereotypes in our society that say for women that say that women should be subservient and that should be supportive and they should be basically there for the man and therefore like the man's goals and their dreams shouldn't matter as much. Like again, unfortunately, like it's getting better, but unfortunately there's still a lot of stereotypes that, um, are still seen in our society that I think the manic pixie dream girl just kind of mirrors. And I don't, (laughs) I don't like that. And I also don't like that. Like, I think that even if you do have a side character, there should still be some kind of substance to them and they shouldn't just have one, one kind of like (laughs) plot device move and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I mostly agree. I do think it's better to have characters that are all full people in their own right. And I do think it's a problem to misrepresent people in this case women in harmful stereotypes and i think a lot of times this trope is sexist because it does reduce women to just this idea of the supporting role like you said Mm -hmm. i don't think it necessarily has to be and i don't think like I think sometimes you have a flat side character that's inspiration for your main character. And I don't think that's in itself a bad thing. I do remember, so we mentioned Elizabeth Town, that movie. I have seen that. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. But I do remember thinking while I was watching that film, doesn't this woman have a life? She she did just built this scrapbook binder road trip guide for this random man she met. Why, why, like, that? I understand why that movie coined the phrase Manic Pixie Dream Girl, because there it's very obvious that she doesn't (laughs) seem to be a person beyond investing so much effort into this random lonely guy (laughs) yeah i think i'm okay with characters with one-dimensional characters that exist just to serve a purpose like especially in movies when it's so short like i'm Mm -hmm. okay with characters that are like the comic relief or the best friend or whatever like they just serve one purpose to the main character or to the plot and i'm okay with that like given the right type of story my problem with this trope is that like it comes with the idea that a depressed man can be fixed by a pretty quirky girl whose entire attention is devoted to him (laughs) and i don't like that because like like you've said ray in the past like anyone can use anything to further their bad ideas and i accept that (laughs) but do we really need to give them the fuel for it like i i don't think we do 
And I don't, this, of course, also begs the question, are there Manic Pixie Dream guys? Like, do they exist? I feel like they're a lot more rare, but I think they exist. I We were kind of having a, a discussion earlier surrounding this trope, and Jack from Titanic was brought up. And I know, like, technically, he does have some other kind of drive, at least at first, other than Rose, because mm-hmm. he didn't know Rose <laughs> up until, you know, the start of Titanic. But I think that there are a lot of similarities mm-hmm. between, like, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl and how Jack maybe devotes his life, which, spoiler alert, he. <laughs> he gives up this floating wooden piece of it it should have fit both of them but it didn't apparently he gives up his life for her and like yes that's a romantic gesture and yes like obviously there are movie trips that are like that and whatever (laughs) but I don't know I I can kind of see similarities between Jack and like your typical manic pixie dream girl he's yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem even though he has a motivation of his own, he's passionate about his art and drawing. But especially that last scene where he dies makes it pretty clear that the purpose of that character was to inspire Rose to <laughs> yeah. lead her own life. <laughs> yeah. As I was thinking about it, like I the argument could be made that any love interest in a rom-com who doesn't get his own arc like, could be the male equivalent of this trope. <laughs> but, oh uh, one of the popular criticisms I was seeing of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is that she's disposable. Like, oh. she fits into mm-hmm. and like then the key idea out of a guy's life, leaving him better. So mm-hmm. I think in the case of Titanic, like, if they hadn't died, they probably would have lived happily ever after together, but after a few, like, setbacks, you know? (laughs) But, like, the sad boy and the manic pixie dream girl don't always live happily ever after, but the Mm -hmm. hunky love interest and the rom-com heroine do. (laughs) And I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Which I'm not gonna lie, I think before this trope, when I was a teenager more so, I had this concept of the manic pixie dream girl and it was more, it aligned more with the quirky girl trope Mm. than it did with like what we're describing here. So I, for a small period of time, I had this positive warm, fuzzy feeling about it. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. Quirky girl, like quirky girls are mm-hmm. fun. And you know, Zoe Deschanel, like that's basically <laughs> this, this trope and this character when in actuality, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't seen Elizabeth town and I hadn't seen, uh, another example, I guess would be 500 days of summer. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't seen those, st- <laughs> <laughs> but, um, now I understand the trope better. And I, I bring this up just to maybe put this out there in case there are other listeners who were confused like my young self. And I just really quick, I don't know if we can do this in a, like a quick fashion, but you guys, is Quirky Girl a separate 
trope or is that just like traits that follow the manic pixie dream girl i don't think it's either i think it's just a character mm-hmm. like at this point like it could maybe be a stock character like yeah. everyone knows she's got her ukulele and her flowery dresses and whatever mm-hmm. else i think the quirky girl could be a trope the same way the mad scientist is a trope and she doesn't necessarily have to be a manic pixie dream girl if we're saying a manic pixie dream girl exists solely to inspire a sad man (laughs) okay perfect i just wanted to clarify that before we continue (laughs) so jumping off from that can you have a manic pixie dream girl without the dreamer no in the strictest (laughs) sense of the trope like the manic pixie dream girl cannot exist without the dreamer as soon as she does like as soon as she exists outside of the purview of a man's imagination she ceases to be a manic pixie dream girl and becomes that quirky girl we were talking about Mm -hmm. i get so frustrated with this term because it sounds like manic pixie dream girl sounds like just a character type but mm-hmm. it has all of this baggage and that's why it gets missed that's why it gets used in different ways online people call yep. so many characters manic pixie dream girls even though they're they're just their own character the story they might even be the main character and it's about them and they have a character arc mm-hmm. and they're super quirky and i also want to call them a manic pixie dream girl it's catchy and descriptive and fits that quirky idea yeah so i'm frustrated that it's attached to this other idea as well they've become kind of synonymous and you're right it's super catchy Mm -hmm. it's just like can we make this term exist without the baggage or does it always come with the baggage (laughs) not if we keep defining it this way (laughs) (laughs) so delving uh maybe a little deeper maybe from a different angle do you think can you successfully deconstruct this trope i'm gonna say a very unnuanced no you cannot (laughs) deconstruct this trope like okay so it can theoretically be deconstructed in one of two ways And I don't think either would count as successful, at least in my mind. Because either one, you take the story farther than the usual end and show that the man's life wasn't actually fixed. But in that case, I think you'd still have a manic pixie dream girl. She would just exist in an even more depressing story. (laughs) Or, like, the second way is that you can show show that the manic pixie dream girl is in fact a girl with a purpose outside of the man at which point she ceases to be a manic pixie dream girl and just becomes a well-rounded female character. Mm-hmm. And if at that point you try to keep her in the mold of a manic pixie dream girl to make a point or whatever John Green does, you're just going to end up with like weaker characters. I was also thinking about John Green. Like I was thinking about Paper Towns specifically. I think this trope can be deconstructed but it's so heavily reliant on the context of the existence of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl that you end up with 
a story that's not very interesting outside of that context. So, yeah. so if you're deconstructing it, it's obviously a critique of a phenomenon that's happened a lot in literature. But, okay, if we look at Paper Towns, one, the point of the story, I don't want to say the only point because stories tend to be more than just a point, but the point comes down to Margot is a person, <laughs> which outside yes. of the context of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, it seems like, well, duh. <laughs> so you kind of have to know that it's about the Manic Pixie Dream Girl in order for that story to carry any weight and it becomes less relevant as we have better representation of all types of people yeah i had similar problems with looking for alaska like (laughs) it had potential but like trying to fit it into that manic pixie dream girl mold Mm -mm. made it miss a little bit for me (laughs) like i think the closest i've seen this trope to being successfully deconstructed is the movie Juno where like Mm -hmm. a small subplot is where a married man views Juno as sort of a manic pixie dream girl for himself but we just Mm -hmm. get it from her point of view which is of course a hard pass because he's married and a little pathetic Uh but like again she's just a fully fleshed out character and that's a minor subplot that can just as easily be seen without that lens Mm. but I think like, if you're going to deconstruct the trope, it has to be minor. Like, it can't be your entire point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of had the same thought. I feel like whenever you're breaking down a trope in this way or trying to do that kind of thing and then applying it to real life, because I, I feel like when when you deconstruct a trope or a piece of literature or whatnot, you basically have to kind of, you, the writer, has to simmer down all of the ingredients, focus on, okay, what is actually going on here, and then expose its contradictions, which I feel like the viewer, the reader, whatever form of media you're consuming this story in, this trope in, you already know, like you can, at least I can already feel that this doesn't, this isn't real life. The manic pixie (laughs) dream girl doesn't, isn't really a person. She's just an idea. And I think it's tricky too, because it hinges on, okay, so if we were to quote unquote deconstruct this trope or like attempt to deconstruct this trope in a longer format, then like what you all were were saying, basically we would have to say, prove whatever that the manic pixie dream girl is an actual person, (laughs) which sounds (laughs) awful. It sounds like, (laughs) of course she is, Mm -hmm. but the trope doesn't treat it as such. And so I feel like it's dependent on the perspective of the man. So a lot of like yes. most all most if not all of them, like if you are looking at the traditional 
definition of Manic Pixie Dream Girl. The stories revolve around the man, obviously because the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is trying to make his dreams come true. Like, that's her whole purpose. But I could kind of see it working, but not really, because I agree with you too. If we, the reader or the viewer, notice that... And I think John John Green is trying to do this, but and it sounds like an interesting concept, but the execution just is not. <laughs> I don't know; it just doesn't work for some reason. But it's trying to expose uh, this sense of okay, well, everything that the main character, this poor sad boy, had this of a concept of this woman. Um, his dream woman, this idea is just an idea, is not a person. And so when you mm-hmm. expose that concept, then it almost deconstructs, but it does <laughs> like it's on the verge of it, but I don't I don't think it See, works. So. Like <laughs> you're right, but to me that's not a story. Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> guy meets girl and girl is a person is not right? a story. <laughs> Exactly. So I think I like what you said, Kristen, about it being kind of like a subplot. Then I could Mm -hmm. I could see it working, but a story, not really. (laughs) Yeah, like I think you're right, Kelly. Like the manic pixie dream girl has to exist in that dream state. Otherwise, like she just is a character. (laughs) It's like now what? (laughs) Well, to trope or not to trope trope don't trope don't do it don't do the troping (laughs) please don't (laughs) turn around (laughs) stop think rightfully fleshed out characters please this is i i would not set out to write this trope i'd also be cautious if i saw it happening in my work because it's probably an indication of something that was overlooked or something that wasn't a character that wasn't built as well as they should so it's not the same as we just talked about the mad scientist recently i might set out to write a mad scientist character the manic pixie dream girl is not a character that i would set out to write (laughs) i i i think it can happen in writing like i think it can happen and i think it can be okay but it seems like a general indication that this could have been better somehow (laughs) yes and to be quite honest as much as i hate this trope like, if someone pitched to me a story about a girl who was, like, kind of like me and some manic pixie dream boy who came and made her life better, like, <laughs> I'd be here for it. <laughs> as long as they live happily ever after, he can't be disposable. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we may have covered this already, but are there any good ways to write this trope? (laughs) Write the quirky girl. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if this is actually true, but I think theoretically, if you write it knowing fully what you're doing, that might be okay. 
<laughs> like it wouldn't be an aspirational story at all. I mm-hmm. think that's where you run into problems. But if you want to mm-hmm. write like some sad white boy drama short story that features a manic pixie dream girl, I think those can still work. <laughs> I wouldn't, but you know, <laughs> I maybe would. I should should actually set out to write this trope to see if it can be right? done. I'm really okay. curious. <laughs> I, I kind of want to write this manic pixie dream boy now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Self-insert fiction all the way. <laughs> and that's our episode. So listeners, what do you think? Have you ever met a manic pixie dream girl? Or was she actually a quirky girl? Email us at totroperenottotrope at gmail.com and let us know. We'll be back in two weeks with another trope. Thanks for listening to To Trope or Not To Trope and happy writing. Thank you.